ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Karen Middleton is the Chief Political Correspondent with the Saturday Paper, soon to be Guardian Australia Political Editor. Hello. Good morning, Patricia. We just heard there from the Assistant Minister for Indigenous Australians. Now, the Prime Minister, I think right now, would be probably up on his feet uh, speaking at the breakfast for closing the gap. Today's a big deal for the government, especially, isn't it, after the referendum was voted down? It is, and I think, you know, this is the sort of beginning of, of seeking to sort of rehabilitate this issue, if you like. The, the whole issue of reconciliation and of Indigenous disadvantage needs new life breathed into it after that referendum defeat, and the government is trying to have a positive story to tell. Now, I expect we're not going to see great figures again from the Closing the Gap report, and as you just we just heard from Mullendary McCarthy, the Productivity Commission's findings were pretty dire. We're, we're hearing maybe only about four of the 17 targets are on track. So it's not a good story yet in terms of closing the gap and the government's trying to start a positive conversation. And it it discovered when the yes case was being designed and the research was being done for that voice referendum that um, most Australians didn't actually believe or understand there was disadvantage uh, of Indigenous people as far as the rest of the community was concerned. So they they have to, you know, work with that understanding and, and, and try and address the problem. The government will bring forward legislation to crack down on doxing after details were published of a WhatsApp group of Jewish Australians. Is it likely to have bipartisan support? I would expect so, yeah. I think there's general concern about this kind of thing. This was a WhatsApp group of something like 600 creatives of Jewish background that had been formed to support each other. And there's concern within within the government and certainly within the opposition that people have been targeted for their faith. And that is something that alarms people across politics, I think. We've, we've seen that going back 20 years since the uh, 9-11 attacks in the United States. People of Muslim faith were targeted and we've seen it very directly in light of what happened on October 7 in Israel, uh, that people of, of particular faiths have been targeted. And I think the government is trying to uh, address that with legislation that um, uses the Privacy Act to, to try and prevent this kind of thing from occurring. Yesterday, the Home Affairs Department was questioned about the release of immigration detainees last year. Just to explain, Senate estimates are going on at the moment. This is a big week where we find out lots of things because public servants are grilled. Was the opposition being opportunistic, bringing the issue back into the spotlight? And what have we found out? Well, I don't think it's opportunistic. I think it's understandable, really. It was such a huge issue at the end of last year and we uh, we know that the government was very much on the back foot when that High Court case came down. It's had to um, respond over the summer. The opposition is now criticising them for not responding enough. We've learned that there were seven murderers among the people who've had to be released as a result of that High Court case, 37 sex offenders, 72 violent criminals, and the opposition is also asking questions about why some people have not been released with ankle bracelets and other people have. So the government is having to explain how the system is working. Interestingly, uh, there's also been criticism that they haven't... um, uh, that, that there's also been criticism that they haven't yet made any uh, applications for preventive detention orders. The Prime Minister said on radio yesterday that was because they want to make sure when they do that they are successful. So they're clearly uh, still gathering information in terms of trying to get people back into custody that they are concerned about. But I think, you know, a legitimate area of political interrogation and we're likely to see more of it this week, I think. Yeah, and look, still a lot of debate going on too on the laws, the industrial relations laws, which were passed. We spoke to the Australian Chamber of Commerce before, which are really concerned about how this might play out. Uh, 
has the kind of has it tilted to the workers' rights pendulum now after a couple of tranches of changes? Well, that's certainly what business is concerned about. You know, I heard Andrew McKellar this morning um, on your program talking about this and saying that they are still concerned about aspects of that. He he believed, for example, in the right to disconnect, that a lot of that really was aimed at people in the public sector, but that it may impact people in the private sector as well. So there's certainly going to be an argument coming from business, I think, that now with uh, these ch- these changes going through that that things are more in favour of the, of the working people. I don't, I don't think it's the last we've heard of industrial relations <laughs> throughout this year in the lead up to the next election, but the government is certainly pleased that it's managed to reach agreement and get those changes through. Just finally, and just a question with that notice, the other story that's been circulating this week is um, the, the video of Barnaby Joyce that was circulated and and now there is a, t- a tiny bit, I'll call it tiny bit because I don't think it's quite a fever pitch, but a pressure on the opposition about whether Barnaby Joyce continues um, on the coalition front bench. Is anyone going to remove him? Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, David Littleproud, the Nationals leader, is under some pressure. Of course, we've seen sort of uh, two two heads of power, if you like, in a political sense within the Nationals, because there's been a group that supported Barnaby Joyce returning to the leadership and a, a group that was behind David Littleproud. I would say that, you know, David Littleproud's position is arguably strengthened in light of this in- incident, but he still has to manage it carefully because there are still those divisions within the party room and there've been an argument, there's been an argument about how many times somebody uh, like Barnaby Joyce can um, embarrass themselves yep. in the public eye and potentially embarrass the nationals without suffering some kind of penalty. So I, th- I think this will still play out a little bit longer. Interestingly, the Labor side have been very reluctant to to weigh into this. They're all saying, oh, this is a person who needs support uh, if they've got um, issues that, that see them lying on their back in a Canberra street yeah. <laughs> late on in the evening talking on their phone. Um, they don't want to get in, into this, but it is one that the nationals and the wider coalition will have to sort out and something they're not happy about having in a parliamentary sitting week. Thank you so much. Thanks, PK. Karen Middleton, Chief Political Correspondent with The Saturday Paper. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.